Hello, I'm Rob Beckett. And I'm Josh Whittacombe. Welcome to Parents in Hell, the show in which Josh and I discuss what it's really like to be a parent, which I would say can be a little tricky. So, to make ourselves, and hopefully you, feel better about the trials and tribulations of modern day parenting, each week we'll be chatting to a famous parent about how they're coping. Or hopefully how they're not coping. And we'll also be hearing from you, the listener, with your tips, advice, and of course, tales of parenting woe. Because let's be honest, there are plenty of times when none of us know what we're doing. Hello, you're listening to Parents in Hell with... Okay, Avery. Avery? Can you say Rob? Yeah. Go on then. Rob. Beckett. Rob Beckett. Good girl. And Josh. Josh. Widdicombe. <laughs> Josh Whittacombe. Hey. Is that funny? Yeah. Yeah. They always have a little bit of a beat where they go, oh, Whittacombe, that's quite hard, actually. The little excitement I have, Rob, is obviously I can see the sound thing coming up, so I know oh. that there's a lot more. I'm like, where's this going? Oh, is that what they mean, those lines at the bottom? Yeah. <laughs> no, They're like the sound. All <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I'm into my music. Um, who was that, Josh? Avery. Avery. I've not heard the name Avery before. It's Avery Hill near where I grew up. But Avery is where you keep birds, correct? This is A-V-E-R-Y, I know. How's she spelling Avery? A-V-E-R-I-E. Avery. I had my daughter in October 2021 and have been listening to your podcast daily on my drives to and from work, straight nursery drop-off, etc. in the last six months. Currently at the end of season two. And now listening at the first episode after Josh had his little boy. But I don't want to skip any and miss out on any comedy gold or great parenting tips. The tips have really dropped off a cliff, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just survival now. <laughs> we get into the stage, drink your own piss. <laughs> Some people do that for health benefits. Isn't that weird? <laughs> people are disgusting. My daughter was a very late walker, only just confident. But her speech has been good from the beginning. And here, she's hilarious. We're very proud of her. Hannah Parker. Love the podcast. I wouldn't worry, Hannah, when you get this in three years and you're very pleased. Yep. Don't give a shit about when your child does anything because they'll get to do them eventually. It'll all be fine. Yeah. I remember really caring. And also, it's hard not to be proud if they walk early as if it means yeah. anything or you've done anything. It's ultimately pointless and meaningless. However, life is, at the time. Oh, and, life is ultimately pointless and meaningless. And the beauty of this is Avery's mum will listen to this in three years when she already agrees with us. Yeah. Where now, if she listened, might be a bit prickly about this because she's very excited about her child's excellent speech. Yeah. But ultimately, they all wipe their ass at one point. They all speak at one point and they'll walk at yeah. one point. In the main, obviously, there are exceptions. Yeah. But. yeah. <sighs> anyway, Josh, do you want to know where the name Avery comes from? Yes. It's a gender neutral name of old English origins, meaning elf council. Oh, the old elf council. It's ideal for anyone looking for a whimsical baby name. There you go. A bit of whimsy there. So a few comedians. Isn't the Elf Council the NHS, Rob? Am I right? I don't know what that means. Is that satire? Sorry, are you in a last leg frame of mind? Sorry. Health. Elf. Oh, Elf. Health. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Right, actually. Pretty good, actually. Yeah, thank you very much. Cheers. Yeah. But, yeah, but what I'd say is, you know what that needs? It would be like, isn't it what you call or what Danny Dyer call? You need yeah, to... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd tell yeah. you. Isn't that what you call the NHS? Elf. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what, actually? After the um, two of us explaining it to each other, yeah. it's, really, it's really hit some form. Make that funny in the edit, Michael. Thank you very much. <laughs> I'm not a magician. <laughs> 
The Elf Council, were you judging that? Yeah. Anyway, how, how are you, Josh? I've got loads to talk about. Well, we spent some time together this week, Rob. We have, haven't we? we Should um... we talk about spending some time together? Well, should we lead into that? Because I think if you're going chronological, before we spent time together, I went to a ballet show. Oh, yeah. That my daughter was in. That was the Sunday. And then we went to do the gig Sunday night. Yeah. I've got to get this off my chest, actually, Josh. Yeah. So my daughter does ballet. It goes to a ballet class. Okay. A little ballet club, whatever you call it. And uh, it's all just dressing up and they just hop about a bit. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? You know, it's fine. Old or younger? Younger, she's uh, the five-year-old, so it's her first year of school, and she just sort of does it because everyone else does it, whatever. Anyway, so they said, like, oh, uh, there's a big ballet show. For all the children that go to the ballet club, there's a big ballet show, um, so come watch the ballet show. And I, I just assumed it would be like... Oh, I've never yeah. heard the word ballet so many times in a minute. Well, you should have sat there and watched it, mate. I'd rather hear it than seen it. <laughs> no, so I was assuming, because it was like Sunday, because well, she does it in the week, the thing was like Sunday morning. I thought, oh, maybe they're just going to get him in and you see him do 20 minutes or whatever they do. Normally, when they're young, you just go to the last club of like the season of whatever it is, right, and yeah. you watch the 10 minutes at the end, and then you pick them up and take them home. Anyway, I didn't realise it was a 90-minute production of Beauty and the Beast. She wasn't on stage the whole time. Right, mate. So it was ages from like five up to like year four or six. But then there were like five like teenage girls. <sighs> it's just fine, but I don't really want to watch a 15-year-old do ballet for an hour and a half. You know what I mean? I'm not into ballet. I've seen ballet. I've gone to like actual... I've met Carlos Acosta. I don't even want to watch him do ballet and he's well good at it. No, I don't know he is. Yeah, I don't know he Well, is. he's the best. He's one of the best, Carlos Acosta. Actually, really inspiring story. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've been honest with you. The only reason I know any of that is because I sat next to him on Jonathan Ross and had to listen about it. Anyway, so Lou goes, we've got this thing anyway. We drive to this hall somewhere to go and sit down. It's a 90-minute production. I sit down, like, what's going on here, Lou? She went, oh, it's not just our daughter. It's lots of age groups, okay? Yeah, fine. Lou then tells me, on top of what we paid for her to go to this ballet club thing, it's £12.50 a ticket, Josh. £12.50 a ticket, £8 for my seven-year-old to come, and we had to pay 40 quid for her to be in the fucking show. Oh, my. Right? So, mate, my first tour was 12 quid. This is more expensive, and I had to drive to fucking Lincoln. And we're all in there because we want to see our kid. No one's... I'm not into ballet. My kid goes ballet because I need my kid to do more things during the week. Yeah. As a family, we do not have a love for ballet that we want to spend an hour and a half watching it on a Sunday. No, right? Yeah. That's that's where I'm coming from. Anyway, so we sit down, like, okay, well, whatever. And I thought, you know what? Maybe this might be great because they'll have, like... Could I just say on the tickets, Rob? Yeah. So I went to my daughter's, uh, the same morning I went to my daughter's yeah. show thing. She does like a performing arts club. Yeah. yeah. And, Let's um, face it, none of us know what the fuck they do. It just, it's somewhere to go after school for an hour or something. Do you know what? I loved it, obviously. Yeah. Because we're different, Rob. No, but how long was it? Well, I'll just talk about the tickets. And then when you finished your anecdote, I'll tell you about how much I watched of it. Right, okay. But uh, we bought our tickets. They had the fucking QR codes. Yeah. Who the fuck is touting? <laughs> Show kids Leighton. I bought a ticket and I didn't want to go. <laughs> they were scanning our QR codes on the way in. Like I was fucking going in to watch Blur at Wembley Stadium. <laughs> to be fair, it's my fault because I didn't really realise what I was signing up to. But I've got to go because my daughter's there. So it's that fucking Ponzi scheme. Because I'm like, you know I have to buy a ticket or my daughter will hate me. This is unfair. And there's like six grown-up like teenagers... There was, at one point, 
a woman, a grown woman came out and danced a solo. <laughs> An actual adult. Seems like you're getting your ticket money's worth. No, but I don't want to watch ballet, Josh. I just want to see my daughter. You've got some good ballet on a Sunday morning for just £12. It was good ballet. You go to the Royal Ballet, Rob, you're looking at more than £12.50. Yeah, I know. They were very good at ballet, Josh, but I don't want to watch an hour and a half of ballet. I'm there to watch my child. We can watch her at home, Rob. I sit down. Josh, listen to this. I did not see my child. Guess how long I waited? 50 minutes. 5 0. 5 0. Until I saw my child, right? Oh, my God. It was a 90-minute show. Do you know how long she was on for? How long? Two minutes, 48 seconds, and then gone. (laughs) That is not okay. I get that a five-year-old can't fill an hour and a half of... But I'd rather pay 20 quid for two minutes, 48. Time is money. I'd rather it be more expensive and I just watch my daughter for three minutes and leave. That's all I want. Right. Also, they've all got their hair scraped back. Yeah. So I didn't know which one was mine. What do you mean? You recognise the faces, Rob. They're all in the same clothes. I, I recognise, I, basically it was a lottery between the three blonde girls that was on the <laughs> stage at that point. <laughs> on the WhatsApp groups, people were saying, I'm sorry, I filmed the wrong child. Has anyone got any footage of the dance? Because I haven't got any. <laughs> Because at least when there's like the adult people yeah. doing their solos, and not one solo, they had about four or five solos each. Get the five-year-olds out to just sort of wave in the background or something. Do you know what I mean? Like, I've not got time for it. Was there not a break? No, 90 minutes. In 19 minutes, straight through. Josh, I've watched Swan Lake, right? Bullshit. I have for Robin Romesh. I've watched Swan Lake be performed in front of 2,000 people by a royal ballet company, right? Yeah. And even I thought that was shit. I haven't got a chance, have I, at a school? Also, I bet you got your tickets free then, didn't you? Yeah, I did, actually. Yeah, so maybe it's, it has worked its way around. But then what happened was, as my daughter come out for a two minutes on the nose, after she'd been out, my seven-year-old would be like, I need a toilet, I need a toilet. Took her to the toilet. Your seven-year-old was there to watch? Yeah, she had to watch it. She must have been bored out of it. Eight quid to watch that. <laughs> she needed a toilet. <laughs> took her out to the toilet. Come back. My other daughter had been on for 48 seconds. Missed it. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. All I'm saying is the production was great. And if you've got older children that are involved in it, but it's unacceptable, I think, to put the five-year-olds... Because also 80% of that room was there for the five-year-olds. Yeah. There's hundreds of these little kids and I just felt a bit like, come on here. Just be clear with what you're doing. You need to have a shorter show, do a 45-minute one for the young kids, and then a 45-minute one. Because I'd still, I know they've got to get the money in to keep it going. Yeah, yeah. But if you were honest and said, look, it's £12.50 a ticket to come and see a 45-minute show of the younger girls. However, that ticket, you can stay with your daughter. No one's staying. No one's staying. Yeah, but they've got the money anyway. <laughs> it was just too much, Josh. It was too much. My daughter enjoyed it, but I was just like, this is a fucking joke, this, surely. Well, amazing that I was at the other end of of London. A similar thing, but we, crucially, Rob, had yeah. a running order. Right. So we knew exactly when she was on. Exactly. No running order. Also, because if you saw the running order, I was sat there going, I can't believe I'm watching a 90-minute performance of <laughs> Beauty and the Beast Ballet. She did more. I'd say it was a 40-minute show. Yeah. I'd say she was on for a quarter of it. But it cost us about 100 quid. Oh, which, no, that's what I mean. Very positive, my response to that is very pleased with it. Exactly. How long was the show, did you say? About 40 minutes. Perfect, perfect. Sunday morning, 40 minutes. Also, she was on second up, two scenes and a song. Yeah. Or seen in two songs, maybe. Yeah. And then um, my son's two, Rob. He didn't want to be in <laughs> there. Me and him both. But I could leave just to watch him run around the rest of the venue. Oh, yes, you can get out. Because I knew 
that she wasn't going to come back on. Exactly. That's what we should have been told. But I think they want you to sit there and watch it. You can't force people into liking ballet. I'm just there to see my daughter do a bit. You've got to split it up. I had a lovely morning. Really enjoyed it. 40 quid to be in it as well was a bit much, isn't it? I mean, talk about like, oh, why aren't there more people from, you know, underprivileged backgrounds in ballet? Because it costs 100 quid to be in it. (laughs) It's mad. Anyway. Lou's going to tell me off for moaning because she's got to pick up from dance next week. Moaning. Moaning is an understatement. Moaning. It's so difficult to do this podcast now because I forget people listen. Yeah. So I hope the listeners, you you know I'm taking bullets here at the school gates because I am, I am, yeah. I'm, I'm telling it as it is and it does make my life more difficult, but. All right, I didn't realise we are on LBC. We will be one day, mate. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mick Lamborghini. <laughs> <laughs> yeah anyway so that that's what it was up to uh a couple of other things yeah lou plays rain sounds when she goes to sleep and it just keeps making me go for a piss non-stop i don't know if i mentioned that the other day. what in the night yeah i mean i'm on four pisses a night make me watch keeps telling me oh my god it's not ideal can't lou put them in the headphones well that is a, i've got enough problems with headphones with work colleagues never mind taking that back home to the bedroom oh come on now we don't need we don't need that what happened before the start of this record? My new headphones that I bought from Amazon. How much for? Eight pounds. You tight bastard. You tight what? Rob, after yeah. the last 15 minutes, don't <laughs> give me a tight bastard. <laughs> what else have you got to tell me about parenting? Oh, on, on the school, I was driving home from school the other day. There was, because, um, you know, the bushes are getting quite big now. In the summer, bushes get really big. So, like, yeah. country lanes or whenever there's a bush, it's sort of when there's it rain is, and the sun, is. it just gets really big. The country squire. No, but this wasn't even the country. This was just in Bromley. Toad of Toad Hall. As I was driving down this road, there was this bush that got massive and there was a cyclist coming down and he could only, obviously, he's got a tiny little bit of road because the cars are bigger, which I don't think cyclists are aware of. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Don't take up so much road. Yeah, he's physically bigger. I can't make it smaller like your little one. Um, (laughs) Anyway, he was driving along and then he was annoyed with people sort of being near him, but I couldn't be any, like, that was it. That was just what the road was like. But... (laughs) The cycling leaves kept on slapping him in the face, and it was so funny. And he went, <laughs> and he shouted. And I don't know if it was at me because I was stationary at this point. It's hard to be angry with a car that's stationary. Yeah. And he went, "Just fuck off out my face, you little wanker!" <laughs> and I cracked up. But I, don't, I think he was talking to the bush. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You know, when they did the cycle lane, I don't think they took into account the first week of July after heavy rainfall and great sun <laughs> that it was going to be a little bush sapping cyclist. But he got absolutely lost his marble. Oh, oh Jesus bit Christ. Of bit of fun. Bit of fun. I've got, um, it's our school fate tomorrow, Rob. Yeah. We haven't got a school fate, really. That sort of feels like an old school thing, the school fate. So I put my name down yeah. for a stall. You know me, Rob. You love getting involved. I, I love getting involved. Oh, basically, I've, uh, I'm no longer class rep. Oh! My tenure is over. Oh, well done. Very happy with that. Well done. I've messaged that. It's been an honour and a privilege to uh, serve. <laughs> and uh, it's just time that my time came to an end. And then I said, them's the breaks. Nice. Like Boris said when he resigned. Oh, really good. I didn't know if that was the right thing to do because I didn't know if anyone just thought that I maybe was really into Boris. <laughs> or I, I thought it was quite funny. I don't think anyone thinks I'm well into Boris. No, no, I don't think that's... No, there's no worries about that. Yeah. I don't really know what the parents think of me. 
that was strange. That, that was a strange inner monologue coming out, yeah. wasn't it? How do you think your reign went? Do you think you'll go down as a, as a great, or do you think you'll go down as a bad one, or do you think you'll go down as another one? So you're going to go down as Churchill, mm, yeah. Truss, yeah. or John Major? Do you know what? I don't think I'll go down like Truss. It wasn't that bad. I would say my forwarding of WhatsApps from the PTA group to the class group was faultless. Right. That was okay. on it. Boom. Barely a second. <laughs> However, any sort of thing that was proactive yeah. didn't get involved. So you're kind of forgettable, but but solid. So you're John Major. Yeah, even maybe a Gordon Brown. Yeah. Had it all in his hands and it just sort of melted away. Do you know what? I'm so proactive. I did the quiz as well. The update on the quiz, which oh, I'm you were stressed about the quiz, wasn't you? Man. It was because I had to write the quiz throughout the day, the whole day. So much, it's mental. I was writing quiz while I was having my health checkup, my hair cut. Oh, how is your health? Well, they haven't got back to me, so I presume I'm fine. Yeah. <laughs> or <laughs> they need a second opinion. We're going to have to have a couple of zooms. I've still got a bruise from the blood. Can you see that? Did he suck it out? What's he done? Was it just a... <laughs> he went really fast. Did I tell you about a time where I went for a medical for like some TV filming thing? And it's like, yeah, if you could just, um, and he sort of did my height, my weight and stuff like that. And then he was like, yeah, um, yeah and if you could um, just um, pop your trousers and pants off. And he what? sort of did that thing where like, then he touched your balls and coughed. I, I don't know if that's a real thing. <laughs> no, anymore. he didn't. He, he didn't. Did. I just saw that. Like, for a medical for a league of their own? That's not real. That, isn't that just something from the army where they just hold your balls and make you cough? What do you mean? He made you, he held your balls. Yeah, he held my balls. Helmet balls. You just did it. No. And no. then, uh, and then no, but also as well, what he did was he said, well, first of all, he'd take the top off so he could do like the listening on my chest and you know that. Oh, here we go. Like, yeah. <laughs> Completely nude. Yeah, anyway. Did you put your top back on? Or did no, you? Because anyone now dropped his, and I was like, then he went, take your pants and a short style. I was like, oh, and I was like, feels like I'm completely nude now, doesn't it? Do you know what I mean? Like, it's like, I don't mind that a doctor's half on, half off. I am completely nude now. Did you step out or was it around your, your ankles? Around my ankles. Um, and then he sort of did that thing. He was like, right, hands out, cough. I was like, <clears throat> I was like no, no. I've only ever seen that in army film. That doesn't happen. I know. That's never happened to an adult. And then, and then he sort of like, normally the doctor immediately goes, right, get, get one. They wouldn't make you take, they'd go, right, can you put your back on? Right, we're going to do this. And normally they'd go, right, get yourself dressed or whatever. Yeah. And he sort of didn't. He just, I was just stood there. He, just started, like, he started just like writing out stuff, like writing up the report. And I just stood there like, <laughs> completely nude. No socks on. And then I, I put in a complaint about him. Why have you taken your socks off? Is he examining your toes as well? <laughs> no socks are on. They stayed on. But then I put in a complaint about him because it did feel weird. <laughs> and then I just said, well, I went, mate, you've made me get undressed completely. This is ridiculous. Like, at least let me put my top back on before he's like grabbing my balls. <laughs> And then I, I put my shorts back on and top and then went and then I put complaining against him. But uh, yeah. Yeah, I think it, that might have been... That is weird. Don't feel right, does it? Um, yeah, so I don't know how we got onto that. Doctors, yeah. Did your doctor make you do that? No, I was writing quiz at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> quiz went well, thank God. Oh, dear. It was stressful. It was quite stressful, but it was fine. And then um, I put my name down for stalls, yeah? Well, is this the doctor still? No, this is for the fate. Oh, right. I was thinking of medical stalls. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I can give you a couple of them. Can I put my name down to give you some stalls? No, no, it's fine, sir. We don't need to don't need to do that. No, 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 no it's actually fine. No, 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 I've got one, bro. I might as well. You got a little cup. Um, so, what stalls are you doing at the fight? 
Well, this is what I, Oh, no. I've been given hooker duck. Hooker duck. Right? Yeah, that's good. I think you'll be good at hooker duck. Yeah. So they published the stools. Yes. Parents Network were like, here you go. Here's mm. the stools. Pop that on the group. So I popped it on the group. I thought it just should just be called the PTA, but that feels like they're called rebranding these schools. They've all slightly wacky. Yeah, I think the PTA's got a bad name. Has it? Parents Teacher Association. Is that like a... Yeah, it's just a bit uncool, isn't it? It's a bit like, oh, it's a bit naff. Yeah, but it feels like it's an apprentice challenge, all these new names, like the network. Yeah, and wasn't there something called something else? Like, anyway, neither here nor there. It's basically all the fucking people, the busybodies. Yeah, busybodies, like me. <laughs> yeah. All right, if someone's 24 hours out of it, suddenly you're fucking throwing rocks at it. I'm like the Dean Dorries, just going at the Tories. <laughs> fucking nerds. Trying to improve the life of your kids at school, are you, you fucking creeps? Anyway, sorry, go on. Anyway, I got a hooker duck. Hooker duck. So I put the list of who's doing stalls on my uh, on the year group. Yep. WhatsApp. And then below it, I wrote, um, so I'm doing hooker duck from... One till two fifteen. That's oh no, one thirty till two fifteen. Fair enough. Forty five minutes. I get the distinct impression Rose thinks I've signed up to a stall so that I don't have to look after our son. Yeah, you can't really take a two year old and hook a duck. So no. yeah, that's quite a nice little forty five minutes. Can you not extend it? Uh, yeah, well maybe I could. Well, we'll see how it goes. Anyway, below it, I wrote the message absolutely buzzing to do hook a suck on purpose. And then I thought, no, Rob. Oh, I say your axe changed. Hook a suck. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> to all the parents, <laughs> to all the parents. Because you know what that looks like when the comedian sends that. They're like, he's having a bit of fun, isn't he? I know. He's a little <laughs> bit fruity. This guy, <laughs> but duck with six exclamation marks, and then the words, "Oh no!" Yeah, okay, that's a good save. Nothing. Completely ignored. Yeah, apart from Rose, who put you've had a shocker, but that's Rose. <laughs> And she's only saying that to try and help because no one's replied. Yeah, no one replied, Rob. Maybe they'll hate you. I don't think they do all hate me, Rob. <laughs> Joking. <laughs> Imagine if you went, yeah, I think that too. Yeah, worry about that. <laughs> you completely got in your head. Honestly, Rob, hooker suck. I panicked so much. And I thought, what a game, though. What a game. <laughs> I'd have a go on that. Just think of what the money you'd raise. Imagine going to a school fight. I tell you what, if there was hooker suck at the interval of my ballet. <laughs> When I did it, I thought, well, that's the least funny. I run around the playground, and if they hook me, I'm to suck them off. Big, like, shepherd hooks around your neck. <laughs> I'd watch that and play it. <laughs> I don't know if I'd want to play it, actually. I think I'd watch someone play it. I tell you, you'd play it. Your doctor would absolutely love to play <laughs> it, mate. He's not my doctor. He's not my GP, I tell you that. He's not a doctor. I'll tell you that. <laughs> But no, that's that's exciting. Let us know how it goes, Josh. Yeah, I, I've got quite a weird weekend actually. Hello. Not lying, in a Louis Three Way. Yeah, I'm doing uh, Hook a Suck on uh, Saturday morning. Yeah, and then I'm going to Wembley to watch Blur. Yes, and then Sunday morning we're going to go and watch Nick Cope do his songs for children. Who's he? Uh, he does a CBeebies show, Nick Cope's Popcast, where he, he sings songs. Okay, he's really good. He loves music. Well, my daughter's really into his... Um, and then I'm going to watch Blur again on Sunday night. That is ridiculous, That's a mad weekend, isn't it? That's insane. Hooker Suck is basically just the beginning. Yeah, who thought Hooker Suck would be the least rock and roll thing you... <laughs> well, second least to Nick Pope. It seems quite... It's a kid's sick. Should we talk about our little trip, Josh? Yeah. Our world tour? Our world tour. We completed, we started and completed our world tour on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> Our world tour that lasted 17 hours. It lasted 17 hours. I've got to say, 
Yeah. BA were exceptional, Rob. I knew you were going to do this. So for those who don't know what we're talking about... I don't know what all these people complaining about BA. <laughs> fucking hell. I had a lovely time. Thank you to all the cabin crew who treated us beautifully. We took off on time. Uh, the food was exquisite. Yep, it was. Well, people that don't know, we went to Dubai Sunday night. We flew out at 9.30pm, landed at 7am in Dubai, went to a hotel, slept for a couple of hours, had lunch... Then at three o'clock, went to the venue, the Dubai Opera House, to do Perry in Hell live. And then we did that. Sound check. We did the venue at 3 p.m. The sound check and all that. And then we did the show 8 p.m. till 10 p.m. And then we left and immediately went to the airport to get the 1 a.m. flight home. It felt like being in a band. That's yes. what it felt like. Because that's the only way we could fit in doing the gig. Sorry, this chair is going to be your headphones, isn't it? <laughs> Sorry, sorry. I'm getting a new chair Sunday. Michael, Michael, super cut for TikTok. Note down the time code, <laughs> add that to the super cut for TikTok. For threads. For yeah, threads. so we were, we were actually in Dubai for 17 hours. Someone said to me, why have you given yourself such a stressful thing to do? I'd say it was the most relaxed day of my life, Rob. I had two naps. Yeah, it's mental how... Hard work is with kids when flying. And to be fair, we did go business. Yeah, fully admit that. Fully admit that. There's no way we could do that in economy in 17 hours and still do the show. We'd be asleep on stage. So Also, Rob, yeah. crucially, they paid for our flights. They paid for our flights. Big up to Sean Walsh, who came out premium economy. <laughs> oh, God, I felt bad. I felt bad. <laughs> felt awful. The venue only willing to give Sean premium economy. And when he said he was on the same flight as us back, I'll be honest, my heart sank. <laughs> But, um, yeah, so we were only out for 17 hours, and it was quite annoying, but I, hands up, like I say, in the past, British Airways, and I have not been best friends, but I literally was one of the best flights I've ever been on both times, couldn't fault it. New plane, great staff, good food, all on top. There was literally not one negative, and you and you was loving it, Josh. I was loving it. Rob, I will admit, because I don't do much travelling compared to you, Yeah, I felt a bit like, you know when Crocodile Dundee goes to New York and he feels like... yeah. Just a bit of a hick. So yeah. I don't want to sound like a loser, Rob. Yeah, come on. There was so many things about my business class seat that I didn't know how to do, but I didn't want to ask. <laughs> so, so I didn't know, Rob, <laughs> yeah. that there was a light, a spotlight next to me for when they went dark at night. So you could read your book. If I wanted to read. So I, had the, I was reading with the torch of my phone for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> and I had to get someone to come over. I said, have you got an iPhone charger? Because I was running down my phone reading with my torch. Because <laughs> I have died. So what did, they, what did they say? They gave me a charger, but they didn't mention it. And then in the morning, I found the fucking light. I was like, why did they think I was reading with my phone torch on my book? Because I've travelled so much doing Rob and Romish, yeah. I forget how much I've travelled. I didn't know what was going on. I checked my baggage in even though I didn't need to. <laughs> yeah, that was meant... You checked in a hand luggage bag. I didn't panic, so I just presumed you had to because I was going long haul. And then I nearly got detained. Oh, that was scary. This was scary. When we arrived, we went to um, immigration and the promoters had got this guy to, like, meet us from the plane yeah. and take us through immigration. Sometimes the queue can be really long. So yeah. he was like fast track thing because we had to get to the venue because, you know, we was there for a short amount of time. And um, this guy met us in suit and booted, took us to like the immigration thing where you get your passport stamped. Anyway, we get to the front. Josh gets his stamped, goes straight through. Too bloody I right. get my one. And the uh, passport guy went to uh, go to the office. I was like, <laughs> 
Pardon? No, I want to go into the country. That's what I want to go. I don't want to go to the office. Go to the office. I was like, okay. I looked at the guy who was chaperoned. I was like, oh, we've got to go to the office. And he just went, meh. And just sort of shaked his head. had no idea what was going on. And then I went, and then I went up there and um, give it to him. And, he, and they looked at my passport for ages. And I went, uh, when you were here last time, I was like, yeah, yeah October. Came out October like 17th. He went, when did you leave? I went, 27th of October here for 10 nights. And he went, you didn't get your passport stamped. I was like, pardon? Went, you didn't get stamped when you left. I was like, oh, it's not... but you don't want to be rude because yeah, yeah. they're in charge of your yeah. status in a country. But I was like, it's not really my job, is it? <laughs> I'm not really in charge of the stamp. I, I give you the passport and you stamp it. Yeah. Like, I have left because I'm coming back in. <laughs> yeah, I can't have stayed because I'm, I'm literally not on your border. Yeah. I'm on the border yeah. now. <laughs> Unless I've stayed here for four months. I haven't snuck out. Why would I sneak out? Don't get me wrong, the British Airways Lounge is exceptional, but I've not spent eight months here and just to do the gig. Yeah, I'm not Tom Hanks. <laughs> but that was that was very stressful, Josh, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. Very stressful. And then I had a stressful yeah. moment in my hotel room, Rob. Oh, what happened? Well, another one of my Crocodile Dundee moments. Go on. What did I text you? How do I turn on the lights? Yeah, you, you're not a great traveller, are you? I was out of my depth, Rob. So I've been reading, I was reading a book. I don't know if anyone's read it. How could you not turn the lights on in the room? Well, because, so I walked in, I was reading a book called I'll Be Gone in the Dark, which is a true crime book yeah. about a serial killer who breaks okay. into people's houses. Okay. Right? Nice, nice relaxing one. Yeah. Your medication must be good. <laughs> You're reading that before bed. I was quite edgy. Yeah, I bet. Particularly as I was reading it with a fucking torch on a plane as well. Anyway, so I was quite edgy about it. And I go into my hotel room at 7am when we arrive, and I can't find the thing to put in the key card, which you normally do in the UK hotels. Yes. So I think, oh, there must be none of that. So the lights are on when I walk in. <laughs> and I walk in, and then five seconds in, the lights cut out, and it goes to pitch dark. <laughs> I fucking shat myself. And I, I panicked and I literally ran for the door and opened the door to get some light in there. I was so scared. You not like the dark? I'd been reading this book about the murderer. I'd normally be fine with the dark. But you had to text me where to put the key card. Because it was in a different, it looked like a touchscreen screen. That you had to yeah. put the key card in. Yeah. Well, it's quite futuristic, that hotel's in Dubai, aren't they? It was too futuristic. <laughs> I didn't know where to put the card. So I just slept without the... I had to open the curtains for the first few hours, and, and I didn't text you straight away. What? So I just had the curtains open for light. With no electricity on? With no electricity for the first three or four hours. Like It was mad. I forget you're a bit of a country bumpkin, aren't you? I just was out of my depth, Rob. You were out of depth. And I tell you what, we weren't out of the hotel or venue. We actually never stepped foot outside of Dubai, apart from getting in and out of taxis, because it was so odd. It was bizarre. I felt like we were in Wham. Like, do you know what I mean? I felt like, you know, when you see footage of, like, a band just doing, like, a big tour, apart from there was no screaming fans. It's me, Alan. There's no place like London's Hackney Empire this September, or so I'm told. With shows from three of the UK's top comedians. Join team captain of 8 out of 10 Catsters Countdown, John Richardson. Recent I'm a Celebrity Get Me Out of Here star, Sean Walsh. And me, Alan Carr. We're all visiting Hackney Empire this September with our critically acclaimed tour shows. Ooh, la-di-da. Tickets available from hackneyempire.co.uk. See you there, my loves.
Right. Um, anything else to share, Josh? Should we do some correspondence or? I don't think I have got anything else to share. Oh, yeah, I have. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Go on. Uh, trigger warning. Okay. About to talk about Father Christmas. Right. My daughter said to me that her friend had told her that Father Christmas wasn't real. Oh, this is the problem of East London. Why is this the problem of East London? Everyone's a little bit too wacky, aren't they? They can't just be on board with commercialisation capitalism. Well, I'm confident these I don't these friends do listen. These friends do listen to um Don't panic. I've just fucking ripped apart the dance academy. No 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 no. So I'm gonna say I texted my friend, I said, yeah. Your daughter's I said this. Yeah. And he said, Let me just find it. She, by the way, I said, Well, what do you think? That was the response I gave. Yeah. And she said that she thinks her friend's an idiot okay. for thinking this. Yeah. Because who leaves the presents in the stocking? The adults leave the presents downstairs. And also, of course, you can't hear the bells because you're asleep. So your ears are asleep. So I said to my friend, he said, oh, fucking hell, sorry. We were trying to tell her to shut up. He's talking about his daughter. And yeah, uh, your daughter was like, what are you talking about, you weirdo? So his daughter does know. How comes? I don't know. I'm interested to talk about it to him next time I see him about it. Find out whether they've just told her or if... Well, what I'm interested in is uh, he's a big, outspoken atheist. I was wondering whether Father Christmas fell under his Richard Dawkins-based doctrine. Yeah, I wouldn't put Father Christmas under the Christianity banner. Like, I don't know whether whether he wants to be honest about Father Christmas. He believes Father Christmas is a, a lie, perpetrate. I don't know. We'll find out when he listens to this episode. Yeah, but because obviously Christmas is Christian, isn't it? But then Father Christmas feels like he's, he operates outside of that. He's almost a bit like, he's Christmas and Christmas is like Christianity the same way as like Wimbledon, right? Say Wimbledon is Christmas, yeah? What? Wimbledon's Christmas. Wimbledon's not Christian. No, 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 hear me out. I can say Wimbledon is the same as Christmas. It's a big event, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. And Christmas is sorted out by like Christianity, yeah? However, synonymous with Wimbledon is strawberries. Right, yeah, 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 yeah. So is Father Christmas the strawberry to Christmas as the strawberry to Wimbledon is? Right, yeah. They, they're they not intertwined. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Strawberries aren't tennis. So if you hate tennis, you can still enjoy strawberries. That's what I'm saying. If you despise religion, can you still enjoy Father Christmas? That's what I'm saying. I feel like he operates outside the law. It's quite difficult, this whole religion thing, isn't it? There's quite a lot going on. Yeah, do you know, when it comes to religion, I normally just keep my nose out of it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I sort of believe in the universe. My view is... Uh, hear me out. Go on, go on. It's about time you've been storing this up for years. I don't know if I'm right about a lot of things, yeah. you know, that are quite close to home. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know whether I'm right about who should play for England. Yes. How the fuck do I know if there's a god or not? Which is the god. Yeah. Sometimes, Josh, I don't even know if I actually need to have a shit. And I realise that as I'm having one. <laughs> Yeah. So if I can't work out when my body needs to do a poo, yeah. how am I supposed to know who is the god? Exactly, Rob. Well, they're all good. They're all good. I like them all. But I'm up for all of them. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm, Hear me out. Look, mate. I'm a big universe guy, Rob. I'm a big universe guy. When it comes to religion, I'm tapas. Exactly. I'll take a little bit from each. Oh, this is something else to tell before we do a quick bit of correspondence and small business. Yeah. I was in a Petswood High Street the other day in South London and uh, just a normal high street in the suburbs of London, wearing a black T-shirt, pair of blue shorts and a pair of white trainers. Yeah. Walking along, going to get a coffee before I go and get my hair cut. And uh, yeah. this guy goes to me, oh, you in disguise this morning then, are you? Oh, pardon? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see. In disguise. Don't want anyone to know. Oh, and- I, so I don't know what I don't know what you yeah. mean. You're not Mr. Tumble normally. <laughs> exactly. Like, in disguise, I was like, I'm literally wearing shorts and t-shirts in July, walking along the street. 
Uh, there's nothing. Uh, there is no discussion. So what does he expect you to be wearing? I don't know. But I don't know, because I've got, like, glasses on and a beard. Maybe you've seen me without glasses and a beard, but I'm like... Yeah. It's not just... It's just I can't see very well and I'm lazy. Yeah, of course. <laughs> you're not someone who's well-known for an outfit. Not all like Harry Hill, yeah. Yeah, you're not Harry Hill or Milton Jones. Do you know what I mean? You're like... <laughs> yeah, this is what I look all like all the time. Yeah. Um, I think I've actually worn this outfit on telly as well. Yeah. So it would be a terrible disguise if... Your disguise was the same clothes you wear in public. Yeah. Um, but it's just a bit weird. I don't know why I said it. Yeah, that is odd. Right. Shall we do... Just do a quick bit of correspondence, what we got here. Bit of correspondi. Knock out a correspondence or two. One each. One each. Right, I've got one here. Hello. Just a quick story of funny things kids do. My dad died of cancer. In brackets, don't laugh, Rob. <laughs> okay, that's a terrible calling card for me, isn't it? This goes back to when you told me how your grandfather sadly passed away, but yeah. your delivery was funny, not what happened. Yeah. Anyway, my dad died of cancer in 2020. He was cremated. My son was only 18 months when he died, so obviously has no living memory of him. We are always trying to keep his memory alive by talking about Granddad Donald. While my mum was deciding what to do with his ashes, yeah. the urn was put on his bedside locker, locker, with a picture, I think they're American, with a picture of him in front of it. As time went on, my son became more and more curious about the urn. He would always go over and say, hello, Grandad Donald. It was very cute. About a month after he had a sleepover in my mum's house, we were driving home and out of nowhere, my mum said, I touched Grandad Donald. I got a bit of a fright at first, but I thought... Your son was... said that, not my mum. No, 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 his, her son said that, yeah, not, yeah. Uh, not, not the mother. <laughs> I got a bit of a fright at first, and I thought he was some sort of clairvoyant, but he quickly followed with, he was very dusty. <laughs> I could not contain my laughter. I rang my mum immediately and told her. She said she recalled that he had dust over his hand that day, but didn't know where it had come Oh, no, from. oh, no. It turns out he'd opened the urn himself and had a good old feel around in Grandad Donald's ashes. My dad had a brilliant sense of humour and he would love this story. Right. Love the podcast, Danielle. Oh, that's lovely. And now your son has got this story that he can listen to when he's older. Look at that. Look at that. How the world works, eh? Yeah. Okay, parenting fail? Yeah. It's 1986, Rob. Hi, guys. In 1986, shall I set the scene? Yeah, go on, mate. Liverpool v Everton in the FA Cup final. Oh. England ready to go to play Argentina in Mexico. Mexico, Mexico. Mexico. yes, Mexico. <laughs> the Smiths are a year away from splitting up. Okay. That's getting quite more depressing. You keep mentioning games England lost and then the Smiths split up. Uh, Margaret Thatcher is a year away from a third election victory. Okay. I'm struggling. Each their own. Uh, the Morrissey didn't have all of his views at this point. No, but Margaret Thatcher did. Yes. Hi, guys. It's 1986. I was 21 years old when I had my first daughter and had two more children after that. They're now 35, 33 and 30. Absolute shagger. Listening to the boomer stories prompted me to tell you about the strange incident of the hairy toothbrush. Oh, from 1994. You remember 1994, Rob, don't you? Oh, yeah. I mean, USA World USA Cup, Diana Ross. Here we go. Diana Ross <laughs> taking the penalty. Oh. Take that to topping the charts. Oh, I was eight years old, loving life. Yeah. Labour leader John Smith has a heart attack and dies. Is this all off the top of your head? Yeah. All right. Well done. Weird, isn't it? Yeah, it's really weird. Well, take that. It's around that time, isn't it? Well, you were like nine when this was happening. You remember that man dying of a heart attack? No, no. I've since read up on that. Why? It's 1994. It began the strange incident of the hairy toothbrush. It began when I started finding hairs stuck in my toothbrush in the bathroom drawer on a daily basis. I remember being very concerned that my hair was falling out at such a young age. Falling out of his mouth. A few weeks went by uh, when my toothbrush went missing. So I went to ask my wife if she'd borrowed it. I walked into the dining room and found my five-year-old daughter had it and was using it 
to brush the pet hamster. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, so he's found little hairs in it, like it's yeah. falling out of his beard or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> At first, I just smiled and watched her carefully brushing his neck and back, and then his belly, and then oh. around his ass. <laughs> suddenly it dawned on me that she'd been doing it for weeks and putting it back in my drawer and then I went on to unknowingly use my teeth after oh that is horrible needless to say I let her keep that one and fitted a lock on my bathroom drawer where I keep my new toothbrush thanks Carl in Hertfordshire I don't understand why we've got 1986 and 1994 well 1986 he had his first child so I imagine 94 he's got an 8 year old brushing a hamster rather than watching the news trying to find out about fatal terrible news do leave the years in and I'll paint a picture when you send the yes, emails. a beautiful <laughs> well, very beautiful picture of that time. Horrifying picture. Of that time. That these incidents have. I really enjoy your painting a picture. It's a deep dive into your soul. Yeah. It's normally football politics and sadness. <laughs> football politics and music occasionally. Yeah. That's less precise. <laughs> oh dear, right. Oh, right. Okay. okay. Here we go. I've got a small business. Hi, Rob and Josh and Michael. I wondered if I could get a shout out for my small family business, Snap Shots, and that's S-N-A-P-S-H-O-T-Z. Instagram underscore snapshots of a Z. Snapshots is a modern take on traditional photo booth. It's a fun pop-up station using photo booth software, which includes photos, boomerangs, GIFs, and videos. Throw in the props and it's a perfect recipe for a great selfie. Once the magic has been captured, guests have the option for the photos, etc., to be sent to themselves via text message, email, or downloaded via a QR code. So everyone gets the capture. Your snapshots attendant will assist with all of this. The party hosts have the option to get a link to an online gallery sent to them the next day to see all of the moments captured. We have a small setup designed not to take up a huge amount of precious event space. We cater for all events. Get in touch. Instagram underscore snapshots. Email snap.shots at outlook.com. Good luck, snapshots. Okay, dear Rob and Josh, thank you for your podcast, which I've been listening to for a long time now. I don't have kids, but I love the podcast, which makes me regularly laugh out loud and continue puts me off the idea of reproducing. (laughs) I wonder if you might be able to give my small business shout out. It's pronounced Compassion Co, but it's spelled C-M-P-S-S-N Co, like compassion without the vowels. Compassion, C-M-P-S-S-N-N. It's my new Etsy shop with ADHD and neurodivergent positive products. From badges and stickers to hoodies and totes, these beautiful products are a great way to raise awareness of neurodiverse minds. The project was born following my own experience of ADHD as an adult woman and difficulties of diagnosis. A portion of every order is donated to charities supporting neurodiverse people to get the support they need. Find us on Etsy at www.etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash c-m-p-s-s-n-c-o compassion c-o for co thanks again for keeping me laughing nell spelt n-l see you on friday rob see you on friday see you there bye (laughs) 